Hey everybody, this is Louie from I Am Your Father Podcast. So, one of the things about parenthood, for me at least, has been how many lessons I can learn from my son. And it's not like, you know, he's not sitting me down and like actively teaching me things, but just his like behavior and his life and how he kind of carries himself, even at five years old, how he carries himself through his day and through his kind of um, events of life. If you, if you know, if me, if I pay attention I can kind of learn a lot. I can learn a lot from about myself, I think, about how I handle things, you know. And there's always that in the back of my head when I'm in times of making a decision one way or the other. It doesn't have to be a monumental decision. Just, a, you know, life decisions you have to make as an adult. If Like, what would I want him to do? Or if I'm in scenarios where I could do something that's really just stupid and something that's responsible, you know, where maybe five years ago I'd have, or six years ago, seven years ago, I'd have done the stupid thing just for the hell of it, really, um, I start thinking, okay, if I, he was in this situation, if he was this old, if he was in my scenario, God forbid, what would I want him to do? How would I want him to act? And how would I want him to treat others, right? So that's that's always like a running thing in my head. I don't always abide by it. I don't always in the moment think about it, but I try to live by it as much as I can despite myself. Or is it in spite, in spite of, yeah, in spite of myself. So with him just living his life, some of the things that I try to pick up is, you know, what can I learn from him just being, you know, him just being, because he's not entirely um, nonverbal. He will use words, but he is pretty much non-conversational. So he won't sit there and have a conversation with you. You know, he just can't. So like you pick him up from school, most people ask their children, how was your day? And then there's this conversation that ensues, right? The child will say something to indicate how the day went one way or the other. And my son generally won't. He he will answer questions directly, yes or no, if you ask him. If he went to speech therapy, he will tell you yes. If you ask him if he liked it, he'll tell you yes or no. And he's we have found him to be honest about those things. So he's not being dismissive of it. It's just that's just how he communicates. So if you ask him if he did something, he will tell you if he did or didn't do it. Or if, something, if he liked school, he'll tell you, you know. So if you ask him direct questions, he will answer them. And he will answer them honestly, as far as we can tell. But anyways, I'm, I'm getting lost here. So the idea of learning from him um, was something that came back up a little while ago with um, school. We got finally his grade. So he's been in preschool. I think he did three years of preschool, if I remember right. And that's just because of his age and his birth. He was born past the cutoff day of that school district or that school, maybe just that campus. So he was able to get in three years of preschool. And it's that was just amazing for him because the preschool was really cool. So he got three years of socialization in a preschool setting, which is, you know, good, but not as like academically and schedule-wise rigorous as a kindergarten. And that's a weird thing to say about kindergarten, but kindergarten is fairly rigorous for kids, especially nowadays if they're not used to that. So anyways, so we got grades back from him, from the teacher. Um, and I don't know how official these grades are. I don't know if they – I honestly just don't know if they kick into like the state requirements and stuff at kindergarten level. Well, they probably do. But it was the first time that we got grades, and it was the first time we got any indication of this really academically – concrete evidence of how he's doing um so it's important right it's important for us because he is because he won't tell you about things and because he's so smart generally we we do want to know how he's doing and we would like to see if he's progressing and how can we help so the grades we got back were good he is meeting or um exceeding pretty much everywhere including math which is awesome and technology 
we find out he's exceeding there, and that doesn't surprise me because he literally knows how to use Google and can search for videos on YouTube on our TV um, with the Roku app. So adva- technology, he's pretty advanced for uh, his, his, his age, and that's just because we don't really limit screen time um, as long as he's using it a certain way. So as we got the grades, um, we started to see how well he was doing and really got an idea of how he's doing in, in the classroom. And the teacher had already told us that he does relatively well socializing and that um, given some of the some of the kind of restraints he has um, through socialization, he does well. And, and he's fine in the classroom. He you know interacts when he can. He gets involved when he can. And he's doing well with that. So we weren't worried about that as of yet. But the grades, we weren't sure. And the reason is because one thing he and I share in common is we will sometimes not demonstrate everything that we know. We won't always demonstrate how well we, we can do something, how much we like to do stuff. Um, and I can't even explain to you why, honestly, but everybody has something in their life, if, if it's not you, that will kind of go through life not totally living up to what the teacher used to call potential. And that manifests itself in many ways, I have found. One of them is we just won't do it. Like, if we know how to do something, if we have something to offer, be it, you know, an idea, feedback, uh, a better way of doing something, or just a different way of doing something, or it might just outright be a skill set, right? We won't do it. We just won't raise our hand to do it. And it's not because we can't. It's just generally because we just don't want to. And the reasons for that are varied and sometimes frustrating for everybody involved, right? So there's people in your life you know they can do something. You know that they're able to achieve something or accomplish something or demonstrate a certain ability to do something. And they won't for whatever reason, and that can be frustrating. So with him, it's the same way, but it's a little different. Um, He knows when he was two years old, he knew the alphabet. I'm quite literally forward and backwards. He knew the alphabet backwards, like... Like the test they give drunk people, you know, say the alphabet backwards, he knew it. Um, he could count by twos, I think, if I remember, to a hundred. He knew how to spell his name. He knew all that kind of, he could read to some extent. He knew sight words, but he could read, you know, words. I remember him reading the word pharmacy when he was like, I want to say three. Um, like who knew how to read pharmacy when you were three? Like who the hell knew naturally that the P and the H make an F? Like that's weird. So he was really good at reading, really good at all the kind of academic stuff that they make these little kids do and teach. He knew it. Like before in preschool, he knew what the kindergarten children were learning. Um, So that was never an issue. The issue with him was never will he learn and will he pick up on things. He's a sponge. And as a side note, he's a very big visual learner. He learns visually pretty clear. He just soaks it right up. And if you show him something, he will pick it up and repeatedly do it without a problem. Um... So, you know, he's always known stuff. He's known everything there is to know at that age. The trick with him has always been, to sh- will he show it? Will he show you that he knows stuff? So an example is if you, when he was a little younger, you'd ask him what 2 plus 2 is, and he would know it, and he would respond with 0 and just start laughing. Like, he would laugh and laugh and laugh. It was the funniest thing in the world to him to say 0, knowing it was wrong, and just to, I don't know, maybe that's just the trolley part that he gets from me, knowing that it was wrong, and like, being really happy with himself that he purposely got it wrong. And then I think, honestly, part of it was seeing the frustration of the person asking the question, like, dude, you totally know this. Why are you doing this? And he would laugh. So it's funny because it's just funny for a little kid to be a troll, I think. But it's not cool because 
in a classroom, we need him to answer correctly, right? Because because of his of his uh, vocal limitations or speech limitations, he has to. We think, I think, in moments like that, to show the teachers what he knows, and to answer incorrectly, they may not understand that he's just messing around. So we will sometimes tell them, you know, he'll answer incorrectly, but he knows the stuff. He's just messing around, and to you know, to for him to keep doing that can be really frustrating as a parent, and and you know, just kind of worrisome because we want to make sure that he is doing the best he can. Um, to let the people know what he knows and how smart he is. And I think that's true of all parents, by the way. And that's just not because my son is autistic. It's just I think most parents will tell you that they want their children to display everything that they know for two reasons. I think one, so that teachers know what they know, but two, so that teachers know what they don't know, right? I mean, if you don't know something, that's important to know, just as it is if you do know something. So in class, that's what we want from him. So when we got the grades, it was really kind of awesome to see how well he was doing and the main reason for that is that it started we started to see that he was actually showing the teachers what he knows and and maybe not fully maybe not to the full extent of everything but they were at least able to demonstrate he was at least able to demonstrate they were at least able to see that he knows enough for where he is in school for his peers and in some cases hopefully probably more um, but he's holding his own, I guess, is the point. And that's so important to us. And when you start thinking about how that's happening, when you start thinking about how a child who is relatively, you know, non-communicational, how then is he able to demonstrate? Well, obviously writing, pointing to things, right? Interacting with technology to show he knows stuff, yes or no question. There's a lot of different ways to do that. And the crux of this whole point is that the teachers and the assistants and the therapists then are doing everything or a lot of what we hope they will do, and that is they're adapting. They're adapting to our son's skill set. They're adapting to his way of learning, and all of us have a way of learning. Everybody in your life has a way of learning. For some of us, it's vocal. For some of us, it's I mean. Uh, uh, you know, audio, it's seeing, for some of us, it's reading and doing. We all learn differently, I think, you know, and me, I just learn by doing, like, I tend to learn on my own. If somebody tells me stuff, I tend to zone out immediately. I just don't have the attention span for it. But if you give me the goal and give me the the the, the, the paperwork or the, in, the information I need to get something done, I would generally learn it. And if I ask questions, if I need, if I need some help, I'll ask questions. Um, but I tend to learn by experimenting and by just doing um, far easier and and way with more depth than by somebody just telling me. Um, where my son is, he'll do it both ways, but if you tell him something, he will soak that information up. So the teachers are adapting to how he's learning, and they're adapting to his kind of how he gets through life. And everything from allowing him to use the noise-canceling headphones that he uses in class, and he, he's using them more than he used to, but that's fine, um, to giving him... A different way to show how smart he is and to show what he knows and then what he doesn't know and the fact that his grades are, are, are you know show that he's doing well leads us to the conclusion that he's doing that because the teachers and them are adapting to his way of learning and adapting to his situation and the lesson there becomes that we should do that that if you have coworkers. If you report to somebody, if you somebody reports to you at work, if you're in a situation where you work with people, if you work with customers, if you do customer service, if you're a customer going to do something like 
everybody fits in some category where you work with people in some way. The lesson there from my son and his teachers becomes in any situation where there might be some friction, where there might be some frustration, what can we do differently to adapt better? What can we do differently to communicate better, to get our point across, to help another person get their point across, regardless of whatever limitations, regardless of whatever disabilities, regardless of the situation itself, if something isn't going a certain way and you need to change the results of that, one of the things we can probably do is adjust our strategies, adjust our methods, adjust how we do something. And hopefully that'll get a different result, but more specifically, hopefully it'll feel, it'll give somebody the confidence. It'll empower somebody to show you what they know. And if you're in a situation where you need somebody to help, where you need somebody to offer some adaptive, you know, situations and you hopefully are empowered to ask for that and to say, how about we do this instead? I am not, I don't learn by you talking to me. I learn by reading. I don't learn by you reading. I don't learn by reading. I need you to show me. Or I learn by just doing and then asking questions as I have them. And then it's on me to ask the questions. And if I don't ask the questions, then that's my fault, not yours. So with my son's grades, with everything that he's he's doing in his little kindergarten class, one of the lessons to pull from that, I think, is if we adapt to each other's skill set, if we adapt to each other's way of doing things, um, within reason, obviously, I mean, come on, that maybe the results will be different. And maybe we can achieve stuff as a group, as a person, individually, that hopefully we're all trying to achieve in your little work environment, and your home environment, in school, wherever, whatever you are, whatever the situation is, if you're having some challenges, either demonstrating what you know or getting someone else to demonstrate what they know. Maybe there's a way to ask for help or offer it in a way that's different from what you're currently doing and just adapt. And that's the thing with my son. That's the thing that he's going to need, I think, going forward for as long as, you know, it's a thing. As long as he's around, he will need somebody. He will need somebody to adapt, and eventually we will empower him. We will make it a requirement that he ask for that help. It's on him as he gets older just as much as it's on other people to say, hey, can you help me with this? And so that's what the lesson from him, that's my lesson from my son this time around, that with a little bit of adaptation, with a little bit of adjusting the methods of which how we do things, that you can get the most out of people, that you can get people to show you what they know instead of just hiding it, instead of just doing it. Like it's one thing for you to know something. It's one thing for somebody to know something. It's a whole different thing at times to show it. Um, and that personally has always been my problem, has always been my challenge at work, especially to be able to show what I know. Sometimes I just haven't wanted to. I just I never saw the point, which is a problem. That, that's my problem. Sometimes I've never, I never felt like I could in, a, in an environment. I just didn't feel like it would be valued. And that's somewhat my problem. But I think with watching my son go through school, I'm able to see that if I can just help other people and then ask for help when I need it, that things will be better for pretty much everybody involved. So that's just how a little update from the, the Wilderlands. He's doing awesome. He's killing it in school. Um, we still got a long way to go. He's on, it's only kindergarten for God's sakes. It's not, you know, it's not getting crazy, but just a little bit of progress is really, really reassuring and makes it easier for parents. You know, when your kid is able to be okay in school and be able to kind of fit in 
to the academic setting and be able to show everything and ask for help when it's needed. Like all that is cool. But the key part of that is teachers and the therapists for him um, making some changes and making some um, accommodations that I think really have helped him. So with me, I will try to learn from that and try when I can to um, make accommodations and ask for them as I need them. And I hope you guys do too. So anyways, my name is Louie. I do the I Am Your Father podcast. I don't do it as much as I should. Every episode I say I'm going to do it more. So I'm not going to say that this episode. I just do it when the moment strikes. And that's probably not the best way to do a podcast. But, you know, here we are. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Louis Villalobos on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, though I don't tweet a lot, honestly. I tend to do more Facebook stuff. Um, so add me either one. It's fine. I'm also on Instagram. Um, so that's it. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, we'll check in hopefully about a week or so. Um, thanks to anybody who listens. I do get enough listens to where that's kind of cool. And I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope you guys are helping each other out out there. And uh, have be safe. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.